Welcome back to the Fix the Money podcast. I'm now connected to Sofia Bulgaria, Ivan Makedonski. Hi, Ivan. Hello, Nico. Nice to be on your show. How, how is Sofia doing? Uh, it's a bit rainy right now, but uh, finally the snows are over and uh, coming the spring. So, we, yeah. we, we, we already met in real life um, about half a year ago in October. I was, uh, I was in Bulgaria for, for a conference. We were joined by, um, among others, Natalie Brunel and Jeff Booth and Greg Foss and, and Knut von Holm. It was great. Um, and, yeah. and I think when I met you, you didn't, you, you didn't yet, yet work in the Bitcoin space. You have since um, joined the, the Breeze team. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And uh, kind of the conference gave me that boost that I needed. Uh, but uh, when we met, uh, I told you that I don't have a job, but I already quit my fear job because I felt that this is a calling. Uh, for me, and I'm going to devote the rest of my life to Bitcoin in whatever shape or form. I didn't know then yet, but uh, since then, uh, Jeff Booth was gracious enough to introduce me to the Breeze team, and I went through a filtering process with Troy, and he decided that I'm the person that could help, and that's how it went. It's the magic, the magic of Chef Booth. How are you? Um, I mean, what, what do you do? Do you do yeah, programming, computer stuff, or? Uh, no, uh, I am the first non. But because everything was done by Roy, that is not developing uh, marketing, uh, sales, social media, or uh, analytics, or QA testing, or whatever it is that's non-programming was uh, uh, on his shoulders, and they needed help on that front. So it was a good fit. So anything that is not development, uh, I. Uh, he said my official title is chief of staff, but in reality, I'm chief of stuff. So <laughs> any stuff that is not development, uh, I'm helping on that. What did you do before? I mean, what, what, what did you do in your fiat job, in your, in your, in your uh, other life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before I was uh, reborn, uh, I was doing uh, a lot of stuff. I was always seeking entrepreneurship. Uh, and I did have a partnership in 2013 uh, with some uh, coders. We managed to build a web strategy game then. But because of my personal circumstances, I had to close that uh, startup down and uh, focus on helping my sister and things like that. But uh, I was always looking for entrepreneurship. And in many other jobs, I was managerial uh, positions whether it's in sales, in all sorts of industries, but I kind of developed the versatility that any entrepreneur needs because I was preparing uh, to have my own business. But uh, at this point, uh, it's just about Bitcoin and I want to serve the Bitcoin community and to expand it. So that's where we are. So how how did you like what's your bitcoin origin story <laughs> where, where are you uh, first first of where are you from are you from sofia yeah uh i am uh born in another city uh yambo 
but uh, since uh, first grade of school i'm in sofia and now that's almost 30 years uh, so, i live here so for our for our international audience um this is sofia bulgaria we're talking about bulgaria uh very very nice um s s rather small country in um, eastern europe right um yeah. about six million inhabitants uh sofia is the capital and and where everything basically basically happens and where we also had the the conference in october and then uh plamen who was the organ organizer of the conference he took us on a tour through through bulgaria which was uh which was rather amazing we, we were very lucky with the weather as well and the food of, of course, yeah. of course. Um, lots of meat lots of meat <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh in bulgaria we like uh grills so yeah <laughs> lots of meat in bulgaria um so so i was asking you for your for your bitcoin origin story so to say uh-huh yeah uh my bitcoin origin happened uh 2013 ish i've heard about it but like almost any bitcoin around there I completely ignored it. Uh, I heard some people made money because it shoot up in value and whatever, and uh, completely ignored. And because in 2014, as I mentioned, the personal uh, stuff that happened was uh, my father managed to kidnap and kill my mother because of money, and I completely ignored my space uh, uh, Like I had to take care of my younger sister and I wasn't thinking about any of this. And that's why I had to shut that uh, business down. I'm, so, I'm But, sorry, I have, to, I, have to, I, have yeah. to, I have to introduce myself here. So this is not unexpected. I'm very sorry. Okay. Um, um, I mean, this is a long time ago, but um, I'm sorry this happened. It's, this is the, the, so far the most horrible thing I've heard on my podcast. So I hope you're fine. I hope your sister's fine. Uh, yeah, we are great. And I dig uh, deeper into with Daniel Prince. I managed to talk about this in uh, deeper details uh, on his pod. Uh, but we are all good. I will put it in the show notes. You're all good, yeah? Yeah, yeah we are all good. Uh, but in the beginning, it was uh, very dark because you're just trying to figure out uh, how to manage the situation. And uh, lots of forces are uh, against you, and they're just uh, trying to uh, steal everything that uh, my mother's legacy and her actual assets were accumulated over the years. Uh, but now that I found Bitcoin, I have no doubt in my mind and the skills that we developed, uh, me and my sister, uh, that we are going to be perfectly fine. And uh, right now, we have so many options that weren't available ever to any person and that's why i'm encouraging every single person to go and learn about bitcoin because that's the only certain one of the only certain things in life and uh, what i told in the, the other podcast is the most important thing in life in my view is uh, to take care of your kids because they're the uh, legacy that you leave after you're gone. But the second thing uh, after that is uh, to figure out a way to pass along the Bitcoin that you accumulated, because that's the only certain thing that you know it's going to get to them, because the fiat will is not your will. It's what the state allows it to be. 
but the Bitcoin wheel could be 100% of your will and you could pass it along to them and you know that uh, like my situation, other people will not take advantage, uh, can't take advantage of the situation with uh, Bitcoin. As, how, how did you get, so I, I hear this like, was there a, a thing with your inheritance or how did you get from this personal tragedy to, to Bitcoin? To Bitcoin itself uh, specifically, because you heard you heard about it in 2013, but that's not when you adopted it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, for three and a half, four years, uh, something like that, uh, I, we were kind of struggling to survive. Uh, like even if it was just mental, it just uh, felt like uh, this. And it was horrible because you see uh, a lot of things uh, being taken away one by the other and in the middle of a very emotional period uh, for us. Uh, and on top of that, I managed to work in three Forex companies in that period that they were using crypto to scam people from their money. And because of that, uh, I went through three in a span of two months because I was uh, looking for an ethical company, but there wasn't an ethical company. And because of that, uh, I became uh, convinced that, okay, crypto is a scam uh, because I was just selling it. And once I sell a package deal for somebody, and then internally I uh, saw what the company does and I said, okay, I quit. Uh, I don't want to work for an ethical company. And uh, because of that experience in those uh, months, I stayed away from it. But uh, when I met my soulmate, uh, she bought one Ethereum and she was bugging me. Uh, let's make money with this. I bought it for 50 pounds and now it's $3,000. Uh, I said, go away. This is a scam. I don't want to deal with this. And... Uh, Uh, yeah, but uh, eventually uh, I started learning about it with the intentional goal to prove that every crypto is a scam. And in that process, uh, to prove that everything is a scam, I found out, okay, Bitcoin is different. And uh, then I was completely convinced in a span of two, uh, three days, uh, I listened to a lot of things. And I said, okay, I, I'm going all in on Bitcoin and just going deeper and deeper to prove that uh, my conviction is true. And so uh, this is where we are. That process started in December 2020. So I found Bitcoin really internalized it a year and a half ago. It's interesting. I do have a very similar story. At, at least, I mean, not not from a personal um, um, perspective, but from the time frame. So I would I would also start in 2013, and it would take me three touch points, and until 2020 to to, to really get it. And and this differentiating between Bitcoin and the other crypto was also extremely important for that. So did you in the meantime did your did your girlfriend or wife did she did she sell her Ethereum for Bitcoin or? <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like uh, no shit coins uh, here uh, but 
Yeah, it, it took uh, some time uh, because even when you internalize what Bitcoin is, in the beginning, it's very hard to express what you understand. But uh, after a few months, then I expressed, okay, here are the exact differences and it's my words. It's not all go listen to this. So she had to do proof of work. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like at this point, every month uh, we are actually saving. <laughs> like we are not investing, we are actually saving, but it has the investment aspect because the bull market for the next 10 years will be much, much bigger than the actual savings that is going to be around that hump. Uh, oh, it's, it's good. You, yeah. you, already, you already know how the bull market's going to be for the next 10 years. Tell, <laughs> tell us a bit. Tell, so what uh, can we expect? It, it, <laughs> uh, well, the bull market for the next 10 years, uh, it's going to be according as planned, uh, just like the last 14 years for the Bitcoin uh, space. And uh, uh, what the exact uh, percentages and how it is, but overall, uh, like, it's going to go up forever. Uh, but just because we're so early and when everybody else wakes up or they're forced to adopt Bitcoin, uh, that's why the people that are moving right now have the bigger advantage. When you when you talk to, to your friends and family in Bulgaria, so so what what do you see right now? Um, can you describe to us this? Because, because you, you said you're not investing, you're saving. I'm totally there with you. And every Bitcoiner who has been in Bitcoin for some time will be there with you. But the, f the first um, connection that you make with Bitcoin will always, uh, almost always still be investing. You know, that's, that's how people, yeah. that's how it attracts people. When you say the bull market is going to be big, that's how it's going to attract people. So what do you see right now? Like in, in terms of are there people coming to Bitcoin right now or is it is it is it dead or is everybody still shitcoining? What's going on in Bulgaria? Uh, in Bulgaria, I would say it's still a lot of shitcoining. The signal is uh, very, uh, very light uh, about the Bitcoin. But uh, the good thing is uh, it's expanding uh, and uh, when we talk about number go up, um, it's investing. I would say this is the marketing strategy for the people that did not understand it yet. And for the people that think in fiat terms, that things need to go up. Uh, but I'm here for the number go down technology that everything else goes down in value and I can afford everything that I ever want in my life to manifest physically or uh, as an experience or whatever it is, uh, I'm for the number go down on technology. And when I orange peel people, I just trying to find where they are currently and I don't care how I onboard them. Uh, some people I need to trigger and get them upset. Some people I need to be nice and explain longer, but my goal really is to get them on this side because the other side is burning and uh, if the burning happens really fast, uh, like in Sri Lanka or Lebanon or Nigeria or whatever it is, it's a lot of wreckage for the average uh, people. Uh, and I hope it's uh, gradually, but uh, we all know that at some point it will be very sudden. And uh, all my relatives are in Bitcoin. 
which is even though it, they don't understand it as me, the important thing is that they have some. <laughs> and then I build on top of that and tell them this and that for every single opportunity. And uh, my uh, my lady says, okay, you need to stop talking about Bitcoin. And I said, no, no fucking way. <laughs> I don't hear you. It's, it's very interesting. I run a, um, a Bitcoin podcast, a German channel. I run an English channel. I write an English newsletter. I do a YouTube channel. Um, I talk about Bitcoin all the day, but, but not all my relatives are in Bitcoin. And I, I, I'm not like pressuring or trying to convince anyone anymore, but that's probably because I did the same thing with gold and it really didn't work very well. So that's why I don't do it. Uh, yeah, for me, it's really, when I went through my experience, really, and you realize in a very visceral, deep level, how unprotected things are. And when you figure out what the central banks are doing and what's the role of the politicians and that, it, like, imagine the thing that I experienced from thieves and all sorts of ways but happening to a whole country. That's uh, exactly what the politicians and the central banks are doing. And I'm amazed how disconnected from reality they are. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, even Paul Kruger uh, saying something like, oh, if you exclude this and exclude that and exclude uh, whatever, uh, then the numbers work out. It's like saying, Okay, this phone right now is levitating. Like, no, that's not true. I'm holding it. Oh, don't look uh, that you're holding it. <laughs> it's levitating. <laughs> Just to prove their point. And that's like completely disconnected from reality. Uh, like saying, okay, the building that is built, let's uh, put 2% on top of that building so we have more apartments uh, for ready. Even if you don't know when the building is going to collapse, you know that if you do that every year, there will be a point that it will collapse. Uh -huh. uh, but if you think, oh, that's economically sensible or whatever, uh, like uh, I am amazed how really disconnected they are from reality. And I think that is the reason why engineers get Bitcoin. Uh, and I'm happy that the engineers get Bitcoin first because the engineers will build it to last and at any single point. Uh, it, it will not be like... The economists are crypto. Mm. Uh, the engineers are in Bitcoin. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. Fix the Money is brought to you by 21Bitcoin, the easy way to buy, sell, save, and send Bitcoin. 21Bitcoin is a Bitcoin-only app, not an exchange. There's no distractions. There's an individual savings plan, very low fees, first-class personal support, and a German bank account. Based in the Austrian Alps, it's available now throughout Europe. Download now using the code FIXTHEMONEY to get up to 20% off your fees over there on 21bitcoin.app. Not your keys, not your coins. You need a hardware wallet signing device. Check out the Bitbox O2. Swiss made, secure, beautiful, open source, Tor support, Bitcoin only, and an all-around outstanding product. Use the code FIXTHEMONEY on shiftcrypto.ch to get 5% off.
That's the Bitbox O2. Fix the money. Um, I do know a little bit about Bulgarian history, so I do know that um, you know after the after the collapse of the Soviet Union and uh, the, the satellite regime in Bulgaria, um, you did have uh, a bout of hyperinflation that is not that long ago. Am I am I right? Yeah, uh, we did have um, that. I didn't dig too much into it because I was a kid. I uh, I was like 10-ish years old when that thing happened. But uh, when I, uh, orange people, my relatives that are uh, the generation before me, I tell them, do you think that uh, hyperinflation like we experienced then, it's going to, when do you think it's going to happen? Uh, and they say, oh, like whatever. And so when I tell them, would you like to be protected from that, what you experienced then, uh, right now? Because it's very highly likely that uh, you're going to experience it again. And because of that, it kind of makes sense from them. But as I said, that's just one way. Uh, when somebody is in front of me, I don't think about, oh, what is the proper way for me uh, to explain Bitcoin? I think about what do I have to do so they buy at least some? That's the first uh, point. And I'll do whatever is necessary. I, and I will not stop for the people that I care about. Right now that the relatives are done, uh, I expand my circle to friends. Uh, and then I expand uh, it through Breeze and everything that I could do in my life. So every single human being uh, yeah, does it. Do you have a list? A list of? of 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 people that you need to you know like the status started to orange peel uh, is already <laughs> orange peel like because you say your family is done so you you have to have a list where you see like all the family members and whatnot. Uh, I have a list of uh, some people, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, for me it's easy. Uh, the people that I really care about until I'm done. Uh, I don't stop. And uh, when I do that, then I focus on the other person or the other person. And uh, I just start with the people that are close to me because uh, when shit hits the fan, you need to uh, really uh, trust the people around you. And uh, who would you trust uh, more than relatives and close friends? Uh, mm-hmm. No. Well, that was my approach and also I would like to be there for them uh, also it's not like oh like they'll help me it's uh, a, re- a reciprocal uh, relationship but even now uh, thanks to uh, the orange peel app uh, plugging them a little bit I managed to find a completely uh, unrelated person that is a Bitcoiner and we are starting a meetup community in Bulgaria. We're meeting for a third time and expanding slowly, but uh, surely we'll uh, make a... Uh, the, the idea there is we meet in a venue and we orange peel even that venue to accept Bitcoin. So when we do that, then we'll add another venue and another venue. So. As I said, any single point, like this is my life's mission. Uh, you, the conviction is really strong with you, Ivan. <laughs> I have to say. Yes, it is. 
uh, yes, it is. Like, uh, I, I would say this uh, to anybody that is listening right now. If your mother was killed because of money, what would your relationship be with money? And what would you do when you find out that that was preventable? That is Bitcoin. So that is why it's extremely deep for me. And I don't want other people to uh, experience that. And I know that many, many, many people uh, that are in the poorest country have much worse stories than mine. And when they get orange peeled, I would like to them to be also on a podcast because I would love to hear somebody from Sri Lanka that is a Bitcoiner and to say, I experienced this, 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 and this. First of all, first of all, because we would be prepared for that type of scenario to have a proper response, but also you would give them a, um, uh, a voice bigger than their uh, community, because right now, probably in their community, they think, oh, they're crazy. But if they're on a podcast and you give them a stamp of approval from our whole community, then uh, people might listen to them more and more. And also, this is kind of the charity that uh, we would also be doing. Because uh, if the Sri Lanka was onboarded on the Bitcoin standard, uh, we would help them much more directly and much more effectively from the people that are uh, in Bitcoin the longest. It's, it's something that I do think a lot about because if you take Bitcoin seriously as a global phenomenon, then you will have so many different stories from all around the world. You already have so many different stories from all around the world. If yeah. anybody in Sri Lanka is listening or in India or in um, Bangladesh or I do, we do have um, like subscribers in India and Pakistan and other countries, right? Um, yeah. Even even Saudi Arabia. Hi, Gea. <laughs> um, and and so so the thing is that it's a global phenomenon and, and it's very important I think to add this and this is what I'm also trying to do and that's why I'm glad to talk to Bulgaria today I'm trying to do this I've been talking to Nigeria and Lebanon and I'm trying to you know connect Bitcoiners from all around the world and of course English is the way to do it um, and 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 I see what's happening in the German-speaking world and in Europe especially um, but but I also see that there is language is a big barrier and when i went to bulgaria yes. i realized quickly that in bulgaria ma most people will not consume the english stuff right that's why yeah. that's why plamen is so important with his with his youtube channel well, that's why it's so big i mean because bulgaria is rather small but um how do you um I mean, you must have lots of Bitcoiners in your in your friends now. How, what do they consume, and, and what's what was your story? Because you said in 2020 you listened to lots of stuff and you read lots of stuff. So is that like the the American stuff, right? Or what what do I expect uh, here? Uh, yeah, I I started with Impact Theory. Uh, he invited guests from Bitcoin because he was interested in NFTs. Uh, but from there, I started following uh, podcasts from the people that were there. And very quickly, it became Saifedean uh, Moose, uh, Robert Breedlaw, Sailor's Appearances, Jeff Boots, uh, Jason Lowry, uh, Pomp uh, in the beginning. Now, not so much. Uh, I found you a little bit later, but I started uh, extremely 
um, fast, uh, accumulating knowledge because I had to catch up. But even now, I try to keep up with all the stuff that are coming out uh, with Bitcoin. I'm a half year and a half deep into learning and I haven't scratched the surface at all. Like nobody will. Uh, money is touching everything, so you will never find the bottom of the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. How about how about the political situation in Bulgaria right now? Is there is there is is, is Bitcoin at all part of um, the political conversation? Uh, I'm not the right person to ask. I, I have no idea. I I don't have a TV. I don't follow news now for more than 15 years, and. Uh, I just find out, I, I even found out that uh, the COVID situation uh, a day later, uh, like that, uh, that's how much I'm uh, disconnected from the uh, corporate news and anything else. Uh, but uh, I don't even know. I don't uh, think Ivan, there is. Uh, Ivan, yeah. I don't even know where to start. Did you know that the queen is dead? Oh, uh, yeah, that thing I found out. Uh, like when I see memes and stuff like that, uh, I still get the most, most important news, uh, which are kind of the global news. And I uh, know the news from people that okay. are going to be locally involved uh, in Bulgaria. But uh, really, I, I I follow the stuff that I'm interested in. I don't listen to propaganda. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably the best the best um, way to go about it and i mean i'm a journalist and i try not to um, be too involved into into what the media is is saying because it's it's it really just it, it fucks with your head right but uh, but as a bitcoiner especially one in this in a in a rather small country so austria is not a lot bigger than than bulgaria right like two million bigger three million bigger maybe yes um, so yeah. in, in Austria, it's 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 rather easy to 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 get to know like people who might be in the government or might uh, might be in some position of power, and and so you can have personal conversations about this. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I even get invited um, to these places because they know me from from YouTube, so they just you know call me up and and say let's talk about Bitcoin, and I I never say no. Um, so do you? Uh, because it isn't it important to to have some you know touch on on what's happening politically in your in your country with regards to bitcoin uh i do think it is very important but it's just not about my competency and what not what i personally want to focus i would support and help out anybody else that uh, would like to have that but uh, you can't be everywhere all the time <laughs> so uh, that is why, uh, but I focus on the things where I'm most effective and that is why um, starting a meetup where we are face to face, these are kind of my strengths and uh, I will focus on my strengths and uh, expand uh, wherever the path takes me. But uh, about the political, Obviously, if there is uh, direct news about Bitcoin, but I don't think it's even on the radar uh, of the political situation uh, here. Do you know anything about um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining in Bulgaria? Uh, actually, no. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, 
uh, I, I figured out how mining uh, works, but uh, I just recently started to really connect uh, to Bitcoiners uh, in Bulgaria and trying to have a regular meetup. Okay. But uh, in Bulgaria, we are too, too little, like uh, real uh, Bitcoiners. We are still a lot of uh, shitcoiners. <laughs> Do you can do you know why this is? Why why there? I mean, is is it because people like to gamble? Is it because people are are greedy? Um, is it because they get bad information? Why why is it that 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 shitcoining is still so popular? Uh, I do think uh, from the conference that we were both in, I I do think that people on average they don't want to learn. And uh, they hear uh, bits and pieces here and there. And when the marketing team of all the crypto stuff are like pushing, uh, then they're just confused. And even in the conference, people had no idea about uh, who Robert Breedlow is or Safi Dean or like the most prominent names uh, in the space. And uh, it, I think it's about laziness uh on uh, their part because you need to learn at least a hundred hours to figure out okay what i need to listen to even uh mm -hmm. but uh on the other side is just there's a very very big incentive for all the non-bitcoiners that are creating all, all this thirty thousand crypto shit token or whatever to go and uh promote this so they can uh, fill their pockets. Another thing is also, uh, I still went into another uh, crypto chain just to confirm it for myself. And I went for three months to figure out how the whole system works. Uh, is there a particular project that is nice? Uh, and I managed to find one project out of, let's say, probably 500-ish uh, projects that I uh, research. And just because they were a nice project, I sent them Jeff Booster because they're a technology company to realize at least this. They didn't watch it. Like the developers <laughs> in crypto, like they have no incentive to uh, learn. They think, oh, this is a game. This gives us a new opportunity or whatever. Let's go build that. And they'll be very uh, rude awaked when the whole uh, blockchain collapses underneath them and their project is on top of that. Like if, even if you have a good project on, let's say that blockchain, they have like probably 5,000 projects or something gaming project, all of them will collapse. Just like the fiat system, when the central bank uh, collapses, like it doesn't matter what you have in the bank. Do, do you think that I mean, is that what you think? Is that what we're going to see in the in the West um, in our financial system? Are we, is it gonna be like a real collapse, like we saw it in in the ex-Soviet countries? Uh, I think uh, that if people don't move to Bitcoin uh, quick enough, uh, it will be actually any any way the fiat system will collapse eventually. We just don't know when. 
and it's just the weakest country or the countries with most uh, corruption uh, like in Sri Lanka or whatever and they're going to collapse first the whole thing is that uh, when I play it out in my mind when they collapse now the countries that were giving them loans they are not um how do i say they don't suck out their resources directly but let's say uh, one country collapses and this country is giving them a loan if this country collapses and gets back to the dollar now they don't steal directly and they uh continue to steal from themselves so the more countries collapse that are small and get back to the dollar or to the euro, that accelerates the euro collapse, that accelerates the currency that they are pegged uh, to. But obviously the dollar will collapse last. We have no idea when, but uh, how, would, how would it go if one of the euro countries collapses? Like it's a domino effect for the whole European Union. Like, even if they save it, it's going to be bad for everybody that is pegged to the euro. Like, uh, yeah, I but... think Mark Moss says uh, the big countries like Portugal or Greece or Italy, if one of them goes, uh, it's going to be bad and uh, reflected in my country also. Um, I, I, I agree in general. I, I think that, that Americans are are very much generalizing when they look at, at, at what's happening in Europe and they, they, they fail to see the finer points. Um, I'm not saying that we're doing anything well. Um, uh, it's, it's clear that there is, there's, there's lots of problems. But very practically, even if the euro collapses, um, we, we, we did keep um, the bureaucracies of all the national central banks anyway, so we can, we can just print national fiat. Um, and, yeah. and at, least, at least in a country like Germany and in Austria, uh, people will trust this national fiat. They, they will not just run into, into Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin is, 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 a, is a global solution, obviously. Um, and I, I agree that it's going to be... What I think is so interesting about your story and what is so um, interesting about talking to Bitcoiners outside of the West is that you will find real use cases and real life um, arguments. While in the West, it's more like, oh, look, it's absolute scarcity. Um, how about you invest your money now and get with... I mean, of course, it's all true. It's all true, yes? But, right. but it's harder for people to get. And, and you, you sound like, 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 a, like a crazy person when you try to, to, to talk to people. While when you tell them, look... You can protect yourself from hyperinflation. You can get the money out. Um, the government cannot take it away. You cannot be censored. Um, it's 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 it. And, and you see these dangers. It's it's a lot easier to to understand. I think. Uh, absolutely, and I think that's kind of the human condition. Uh, it's not just about this topic, but in sales, in general. There's kind of a thing. If people don't perceive that they have a problem, they will not look for a solution. Mm -hmm. So that is why it's extremely important to put them in a stressful situation, even mentally, so they perceive that they really have a problem and then offer the solution. Uh, if 
like I know that Warren Buffett will never get it. He doesn't have a problem, whatever it happens. Like, uh, yeah. But uh, Kanye West, in an instant, he got it. Like, uh, he experienced it, even though he is in a, a first world country. Yeah, well, he's in America. <laughs> now I'm Still, talking, I'm talking, uh, I'm but, talking, I'm talking. Uh, but uh, I don't think, like, he, he woke up on the next day not having access to his money and said, oh, shit happens. Like, um, let's go do that. So it's painful. Uh, and the whole thing is that uh, it's kind of like a virus that's in you, that uh, it's sucking the life out of you, even if you like it or not. And there becomes a critical point where you just die. Like, <laughs> that's the fiat system. But the whole thing is that the money is connected to reality, uh, what I mentioned before. If it was like, uh, uh, let's say, in uh, one game, as, uh, Subway Surfers or whatever, you have a currency in the game, but it's completely disconnected from reality. I don't care if I lose uh, the tokens there. Um, yeah, but uh, if you connect it to real money, the real money is connected to real uh, proof of work, and uh, like it affects real energy, and humans are energy. I, I agree 100%. I think, and this includes me, proof of work is something that we haven't even, um, we haven't even touched. Like as a society, we have literally not touched like the surface maybe we have looked in, into it a little bit more but um it's it's not it, it's so powerful and and of course our first reaction is to dismiss it and say oh no it's you you're you're um, um you're you know um burning burning the planet and and wasting energy and all that kind of stuff um but on, on the other hand it's the idea that proof of work is the basis for a new monetary system that will um, impose itself regardless of what anybody does. <laughs> yes. Um, regardless of what anybody does globally. And, and then there, there's no way to stop it because, because um, even if you try stopping it in, in one part of the world, it will still be developing in the other part of, a part of the world. And now that you know, any chance of anything, of any global cooperation has gone out of the window with the with the, the the conflict between the east and the west that we have now. Um, it's just going to ensure that Bitcoin can can grow and grow and 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 take its place in the world. That's that's how I see it. By the way, um, I, you can see this. I I am actually mining Bitcoin in the in the corner. <laughs> so I'm nice. heating. Uh, I'm, uh, there's an Austrian company. They're called Twenty One Energy. I'll put the, sh the link in the show notes with a with a with a referral code as well. Um, they 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 produce um, Bitcoin heaters, with um, they, so they they would they would there's two S nine miners in there, but they are they are um, um, down down clocked, so to say underclocked, in order to not be too loud. But it does produce um, um, heat, and it's not loud at all. It's running right now, and we are connecting, and we are we are doing a podcast. So it's not loud at all, and um, it's great, and it gives me a very good feeling to 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 um, to be mining Bitcoin in the in my office. Yeah, and even if you don't get uh, um, any money from that, you contribute two things. 
that uh, people kind of disregard uh, the proof of work. The first thing is you're giving yourself heat. Like that's the primary reason for yourself. But the second thing is you're contributing to the whole security of the whole network. It doesn't matter if it's uh, very small, but uh, uh, like we say, oh, like uh, Bitcoin uses lots of energy. What happens if uh, every single heater becomes a miner? Mm, like, exactly. I don't know uh, what uh, the hash rate will come up to, but uh, and people wouldn't uh, care too much uh, about the money. They have two additional reasons to do it that are very important. Ivan, it's great talking to you. Thank you for taking the time. Um, maybe maybe to, to sum it up, can you give us some... some... Um, idea of what your plans are and what what, what we can expect from, from Breeze in the coming months? Uh, yes. Um, for me personally, as I uh, said, um, I'm growing this uh, community here with uh, Meetup and we'll see how that thing goes. But uh, I don't plan to stop until it becomes... We outgrow the venue that we are meeting. <laughs> uh, but uh, for Breeze, there are a few big things, and uh, Roy wrote uh, medium articles about it, but uh, it's the Breeze SDK. So uh, every single app that's on your phone with a minimal development can now become a Bitcoin Lightning company. So uh, you don't have to know about the Lightning network to join. Uh, you don't have to know about the Lightning network to optimize and manage all the capacity and channels and things like that as a developer. You just get that SDK and you plug it in. And not only that, but it's going to reduce so much friction around every single point uh, because people will also have their own nodes. Um, just like the Breeze app that in it, there are three different interfaces. There is a wallet, there is a point of sale and there is a podcast player. That's just one way to interact with the Lightning Network. Now imagine every single use case that is out there that uh, is sending money from uh, value from one party to another party can be plugged in extremely easy uh, to the Lightning Network. And just like I said, uh, let's say an app uh, that's on the phone. Uh, um, let's say we have an app uh, for, yeah, Nostar is kind of becoming big, but let's say even email or uh, any other social media, let's say, uh, what do I have? Yeah, let's say Duolingo, uh, mm -hmm. the way that you're learning languages. Now with a click, uh, you can send money from any point of the globe to Duolingo to pay for their services because they are providing utility to their users. You're learning a language. But not only that, because the SDK is non-custodial, now it's a true peer-to-peer. -peer. It's not like a custodial solution when we say, I send you a Bitcoin. If you use a custodial solution, there is not a bank or a government between us, but there is that custodial service yes. between us. If it is non-custodial, now I send you 
through, let's say, we are connected in Duolingo. We are using it both. You're learning, let's say, uh, Japanese. I learn Spanish. And in the app, I pay to the Duolingo developers uh, my fee in Satoshis, but also because we're connected in the app, I can send you some Satoshis because we're making an internal competition or you're sending me some badges or we interact in there. And I don't have to leave the app in order to have that circular, circular economy in it. Uh, that's what the SDK is uh, giving uh, to every app out there. And uh, I'm extremely grateful for all the team that they decided uh, that I can contribute to the team, but they're extremely big visionaries. Like their vision, how the Lightning Network should be, uh, the analogy with the ISP, uh, their uh, LSP. So in the past, we have, uh, even now, we have an internet service provider and you have a browser to access the internet. So you don't have to worry about all the traffic, the IP address, all that is taken care of somebody for you. And you just have a browser that you prefer to access the internet. The same way is uh, the vision of Breeze for the Lightning Network. You have somebody that's doing all the liquidity in behind the scenes, uh, all the heavy lifting behind the scenes and you just interact in that network and you send your money that's in your possession to somebody else without any intermediaries that is pretty powerful man that uh, is that yeah. is powerful <laughs> i mean that's something we have to dive into and i have to look into this as well um i've been using breeze or looking at breeze from the podcaster's perspective of course um but i do i do and my colleague Yale, he's even more into into value for value. Um, I, I do I do realize that there is there is much going on. So um, we'll have to, to to you have to keep us up to date. We have to do this again. Um, Ivan, maybe at the end, give, can you give us um, some, your links? Where can we find you on Twitter? Are you a Noster? Is there a website, uh, a YouTube channel, an OnlyFans? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I engage really on uh, Noster mainly these days, but uh, for the transition, I am using Twitter. So my um, handle in Twitter is NAKU2000, uh, N-A-C-K-O-O, -O, 2000. And the same is in Noster, NAKU2000 at nosterplebs.com. Uh, so if anybody wants to connect, but yeah, the future is bright and let's orange build the world. Ivan, thank you very much. All the best to you and to the Bitcoiners in Bulgaria. I hope the, the meetup goes well and we'll talk again. Yes, thank you for having me. For more content, podcasts and articles like this, visit fixthemoney.substack.com.